Welcome, Baltimore Ravens fans and supporters, to the Unscripted Ravens Talk, a fan podcast. My name is B. Moore Buck, and I'm your host for this fan amazing podcast. This show talks about all subjects related to the best football organization in the world, the Baltimore Ravens, and us, their diehard fans. My podcast episode will be published and distributed weekly. Please feel free to like, share, comment, leave a voicemail, and subscribe to my channel at any time. If you ever want to join me on this podcast episode or on a podcast episode, please leave your number in my voicemail and we arrange that to happen. My general disclaimer, this podcast are my own uh, opinions and do not represent the views or opinions of the Baltimore Ravens of the National Football League. We are doing our best to prepare the content of this podcast. However, Be More Buck Edits cannot warranty the expressions, suggestions of the contents as well as its accuracy. In addition to the con- extended extent permitted by law, Be More Buck Edits shall not be responsible for any losses or damages due to the uses of this information in our podcast. All right, before I get started, I'd like to send out some shout outs to all my fellow Facebook groups, and you know who you are, the Ravens Flock, and the list goes on and on. I think I'm in about 40 groups um, currently, and um, and I'm a part of all those groups, and I really appreciate all the support I get from them groups. So go ahead and support me. When you go to my YouTube uh, channel, make sure you go ahead and hit the like and share button. Leave some comments down there. And go ahead and uh, subscribe to this uh, podcast. It's a pretty good podcast. I try to put them out weekly. Okay, that's unscripted. I just get on here. I have a subject. And we just basically talk about um, stuff that I'm um, concerning and connected to the Ravens. Our subject today going to be the state of the Baltimore Ravens. Pre-buy. The state of the Baltimore Ravens. Pre-buy. As you know, we got a lot of things going on. We are six games into the season. Okay, we are at four and two record, which is not bad, all right? Which is not bad for this time of year, especially for the Baltimore Ravens fans, because we are always used to uh, different different, um, different results early in the season. But I'm very satisfied with where we're at. We got a lot of improving to do to, uh, along the way to get to where we need to get to. But we have a good foundation. We have a good foundation. And we're gonna go ahead and go over some of the things that's been going on for the six weeks and some of the things that we've noticed and some of the things that um, that um, that need to happen for us to reach that next level of competency. All right? So starting off, alrighty. Starting off. But I just want to let you know this is the Unscripted Ravens Talk, um, season one, episode number five. All right, we're going to talk about the highest graded, graded players from last week, okay? We had a lot of them um, presented by Western Southern, okay? Our highest graded players on the Ravens from, from Western Southern for last week was LJ Fort. He had an 83, 81.3 uh, grade. Marlon Humphrey was at second with a 76.8 grade. Sean Elliott, 76.8 grade. I hate to see that uh, young kid get hurt. Um, it's just unfortunate. Look like every time we bring somebody in or have someone step up, um, it's just like they get that curse or something on them, and uh, they normally get an injury and they be out. Chuck Clark, a 74.8 grade, and Chris Wormley, a 74.6 grade. Congratulations 
congratulations to those players. A good job in that game last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. I know a lot of people say, oh, they're just the Cincinnati Bengals. They, uh, um, they haven't won a game. They sorry. We got an easy schedule. We playing sorry teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Who cares? They are NFL team. They put on that uniform and that pads just like we do. And we're going to go out there and play. And we're going to smack them in the mouth if they're not ready. And that's what we did. And that's what we're going to continue to do the rest of this year. So moving right along. So, since the Cleveland massacre, massacre I called it, because <laughs> it was a surprise massacre, okay, um, Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta, mainly Eric DaCosta, has been very aggressive, has been very aggressive in reshaping this defense, which a lot of injuries and misfortunes have, have caused us to not be as good as we would have been if all our pieces and all our parts were still there, okay? So a lot of that is to blame on our injuries. Um, some of it is to blame on the um, departures that we had, believe it or not. Even though those departures wasn't really um, <clears throat> up to par or wasn't really playing at a high level uh, anyway, but still, we still uh, are missing them in our defense, okay? And we'll talk about that a little more in case, but they doing a good job in, in helping reshape this defense to get this defense ready for the second half of the season so we can go ahead and get these wins and get into the playoffs and go ahead and go to the Super Bowl and we can get Lamar Jackson and win a Super Bowl for the Baltimore Ravens this year, which I really think can happen, and I believe it will happen. Okay, some of the things they've done so far in reshaping our, our, our defense. One thing I like about Eric DaCosta, and I mentioned this in my previous podcast I like the way Eric DaCosta is, is a is a no-nonsense manager general manager okay you're not producing you out of there we ain't carrying no dead weight no more we ain't waiting for players to develop this is not college this is not high school okay we don't have time to be developing players when it's time to win a Super Bowl, it's time to win a Super Bowl, and it's time to win a Super Bowl now. And that's where we at. And Eric DaCosta knows that, and he's doing everything he can to give the Ravens all the tools they need to accomplish that mission. Okay? So, some of the things we've done, or he's done, uh, since the uh, beginning of the season, we added um, inside linebacker um, Fort, LJ Fort, I believe is his name. All right? Uh, he's playing good. Yeah, LJ Fort, he had an 81.3 grade last week, so he's doing pretty good. So there's somebody to keep our eye on in the middle of our defense, inside linebacker, Josh Bonds. Oh, we knew Josh Bonds was going to come and do some hitting. I was so glad when they got him when he came back. Uh, we needed that old school Raven smash mouth, uh, see ball, go get ball type of player. Game tackle and all of the above. He's doing great. Um, we also moved Peanut back to his regular position, which he's more comfortable at, and we've seen the um, seen the progression he's made there since he um, moved back to his original position. Okay, hopefully he can come off this injury, this ankle injury that he has, and, and be uh, the player we need him to be moving forward. Okay. Oh, we also benched um, <clears throat> we benched uh, Kenny Young, and he did. Um, which he just been traded, um, so uh, we'll talk more about that. Kenny Young, okay. Kenny Young was a good kid. I think he has a high upside uh, in the right system. He's take he's gonna take a little time to develop in what he needs to be. We just didn't have that time to give him, uh, unfortunately, this year. Uh, Tim Williams, you know, we uh, cut him. 
traded him over there to the, uh, he got picked up by Green Bay. Uh, we promoted um, Sack Daddy Ferguson. Okay, he still got a lot of um, a development, development, developing to do. Um, and we brought back Chuck Clark, which Chuck Clark uh, made the, um, he was the number four of highest rated player for the Ravens in the last uh, game against Seattle. I mean, uh, Cincinnati, I'm sorry. And of course, the big news of the day, I can't believe it. I've been doing backwards flips, front flips all day and all night. We got Marcus Peters. We got a name brand, a name brand uh, uh, stud, okay? Playmaker, hellraiser, trash talker, and all the above. We got it on our team, just what we wanted. We really wanted... Uh, <clears throat> We really wanted Ramsey, but hey, we got the second best. I'll tell you that right now. We got a lot of Ravens fans ain't happy about that move. Hey, you ain't happy. I'm ecstatic. I'm very happy. This was probably one of the best moves of the off of the season because offseason is over with. Of the season, it's probably one of the best moves they made in a while that I can remember, and I think it's going to play great dividends, and we'll get, talk a little bit more about that in a little bit here. Okay? Now, what the Ravens are doing, they are sending a clear message that they are focused on winning right now, this year, okay? And that's their focus every year. They focus every year on winning a Super Bowl. If you're not focused on winning a Super Bowl every year, then you're probably in the wrong business. And that's what makes them one of the best organizations, um, class act organization in the NFL, like they've been since their inception in 1996, okay? Um, they are focused on winning now, okay? Um, they don't have they, they they don't have the patience like they had in the past of trying to wait till players develop, okay? Waiting for players to develop means waiting or means losing, okay? Waiting to develop equals losing, and we're not trying to equal losing, okay? We want to equal winning, so we got to do what we got to do to get there, and this organization is doing that, all right? <clears throat> So, like I say, everybody's excited about Marcus Peters coming to the flock, okay, uh, to play like a Raven, all right? He has 24 career interceptions, four TDs, um, and we got him in exchange for a reserve linebacker that wasn't playing, okay, and also a, um, I want to say, fifth, fourth or fifth round draft pick. Um, in next year's draft. So we came out of that with flying colors. Congratulate, congratulations, Ravens, and Eric DaCosta. What a, what a job. Eric DaCosta is killing this, uh, um, the trade free agency. He's killing it, okay? So welcome, Marcus Peters. Uh, another thing about his uh, career interceptions, all right, he has 24, I believe the Ravens have, uh, since 2015, he's had 24 interceptions. The Ravens have a total of 31. Uh, the Ravens, the entire team defense, have a total of 31 since 2015, which is only seven more than what um, what uh, Marcus Peters has. All right. So, and then we still got people complaining about Marcus Peters. <laughs> so, uh, in my books right now, he's the best defensive back that we have on roster in the building right now. Okay. Alrighty, I love that value, and I love the aura, the return of investment on that move that Eric DaCosta just made to get Marcus Peters. All right, 
Do you think the Ravens are still in the pass rush market? Are we still looking for a pass rusher? If we are not, then we're then they're crazy. If they're not, they're crazy if they're not, okay? We're not sacking the quarterback. That's going to be a problem down the road. That's going to be a problem in these upcoming games. We got Russell Wilson this upcoming Sunday. If we can't sack Russell Wilson, we're in for a long day. He will call this team up up in Seattle, okay, with the noise and, 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 and the speed of their play, okay, and um, the elusiveness of Russell Wilson and also his accuracy and his uh, scrambling and running ability. It'll be a long day for our defense, and we don't need that. Okay, so the plan is to go in there and play keep away from Russell Wilson, keep him on the bench, and keep out um, keep him on the bench and keep Lamar Jackson out down the field so he can go ahead and make history this weekend. Okay, so that's the plan. So, oh yes, we are most definitely in the uh, pass rush market. Okay, I will talk a little more about that. Or some some. Um, okay, we don't need waiting to talk about it. Some players that we could take a probably take a look at. Uh, for trading for or uh, acquiring his defensive end, Yannick Nagaku with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Solomon Thomas with the um, San Francisco 49er, Vic Beasley uh, with Atlanta, Vaughn Miller with Denver, um, Leonard Williams, Geno Atkins, and Carlos Dunlap. Those are all possibilities. Those are all possibility, folks. So the Ravens need to get on the phone and get to talking to somebody. Uh, ideal trade partners probably would be the Jets and the 49ers. Um, and i got to add the Jackson, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars to that uh, also. Okay? So those are some, some options that are available um, currently. Some of them are still on teams like Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap, I doubt very, I doubt it very much that um, Cincinnati will do a trade with us for those guys, but you never know. Leonard Williams is a possibility. Von Miller, that's always a possibility. Vic Beasley, a pretty good player with Atlanta. We might be able to pull him out of there. Atlanta probably going to look to rebuild if they lose again this week. Then we got Solomon Thomas. Okay, you know, he just came in the league. I think this is his second year. Um, didn't wasn't really panning out up there with um, San Francisco with their scheme. I think he probably could fit real good with our scheme. He has the size and the uh, drive to play like a Raven. And of course, uh, Nagaku with um, the Jaguars. You know what he does? He's a beast on that defensive line. So he would be an option. Also, okay. So Eric, so Eric DeCosta gonna keep on making those boss moves that he's making that are making us a, that making the Ravens great. And making those players play like a Ravens, okay? He's sending a message to the rest of the team. Get it together or you're going to be out of here. But we, we shouldn't have that problem. We got a pretty good team. I love our team. I think we got some good guys and some good players on that team. And I'm looking for great things from them uh, moving forward, okay? Um, <clears throat> All righty. So, do, do, do. Are there still obstacles with, on, on the Ravens roster? Yes, there are. There are still ob- obstacles in the season. We already know pass rush is one of them. Um, if we could get a, a safety or, or make some kind of adjustment there, they're talking about putting Kyle back there at safety, uh, that might work. So um, that's, all, that's, that's another option that we have. So we've got the safety position that we might need to look at. Also, our guard and our center position, 
um, might cause some problems once we start playing a better defensive line. So we'll see how that 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 that, that works once we start playing the Aaron, Aaron Donalds and those guys with these some of these top teams, these winning these winning organizations that we're going to be playing here in the second half of this season. Okay, so the Ravens do need a trade partner, and it takes two to tango. So we're going to need to go ahead and get out there. And I know Eric DeCosta is on that phone right now. He's sneaky good with uh, making trades. Uh, in the off season and on the season, okay. We only have two million dollars left in cat space, so they're gonna have to get creative. But we got enough. We got enough um, trade bait and, and cap bait uh, on the roster that we can that we can uh, make some adjustments on. Okay, one would be um, Jimmy Smith taking a pay cut. Okay, with all the injuries that he had, he should be willing to take a pay cut, and we need some extra cap to sign a pass rusher. Okay. Alrighty, our draft picks. I know this kind of thinking ahead, thinking of ahead, but just kind of give you an idea. We got a first round pick. We got a second. We got one first round pick. We got one second round pick. We have two third round picks, including the comp pick for Zazaria Smith from Green Bay. We have three fourth round pick, including a comp pick for John Brown and one from the Patriots. Um, we have one fifth, and we have one seventh, which a conditional from the New York Jets. We did have a fifth, but like I said, we got, um, we did have two fifths, I believe, but we traded one of those fifths to um, to um, to the Rams, okay? On the Baltimore secondary roster, as it stand now, we have Earl Thomas, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, Brandon Carr, Marlon Humphrey, okay? So that our, our, our secondary is looking pretty good right now on paper. Okay, and I'm quite sure they're going to do great things for us. Okay, we're going to keep our eye on them, and hopefully they'll go up into Seattle and show us what they got and come out there with that dub, okay? Also, Ravens kicker Justin Tucker was named the AFC Teams Player of the Week. You know he's the best kicker in, in, in the league or best kicker ever played, so that's, that's nothing unusual for him, all right? All right, the Ravens have already have 1,230 rushing yards through six games. Okay, the big reason for that is Lamar Jackson, of course. Okay, through six starts, Jackson is averaging 6.7 yards per rush, almost 77 yards per game on the ground. So we want him to be careful with that rushing so he won't get hurt because we need him for, for the rest of the season. Okay. Um, all right. Um, John Harbaugh said he had a good talk with Kenny Young. He said uh, the young kid was a little shocked that he was being traded, but you know, hey, things happen. We appreciate you, Kenny Young. Uh, wish you luck in the future, and um, we'll move on from that. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the pass rush again. Baltimore has just 11 sacks through six games. Unacceptable. 11 sacks through six games. Uh, the NFL leaders are like in the 30s. I know uh, one team got 31. I forgot the exact team. The other team got 30. A couple of them got like in the mid 20s. So 11 sacks is, is pathetic. I think we're number 28 or 29, okay? They struggling to even get near the quarterback, all right? Uh, linebacker Matthew Judon is, is entering into an extension contract year, so he better step it up. He's leading uh, right now with four sacks. Fernel McPhee is right behind him with three, okay? Uh, my, my advice to them will to, is to trade for the Patriots pass rusher Michael Bennett. 
okay? He will complete the Ravens' midseason makeover, okay? So that's just some advice to him. But like I said, we're not going to hold you up too long on this podcast here. I really appreciate you for listening in, okay? Uh, Like I said to all the fans, hey, let's stick together. Let's support our team, okay? Let's don't bash them. Let's support them, okay? I know there's improvement that we need to do. There's additions we need to make. But we got the organizations and the management and the ownership to make that happen. All right, so we're going to think positive, and we're going to think Super Bowl. I'm like Lamar. The only thing I want to think about is winning. I ain't worried about none of, none of, no other noise that's coming out of the uh, Ravens camp. Only noise I want to hear or coming from our fans. Only ones I want to hear is talking positive about us winning the Super Bowl, and we're going to do it, and I know we can. Go Ravens. Thank you for listening. Take care. Hopefully we get that dub against the um, Seattle um Seattle Sea Chickens uh, 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 Sunday at four, okay. And I'll be online. I might even stream uh, stream that game for some people that can't see it. All right, all right. I love everybody. Y'all take care. Peace, love, and Ravens. Let's get that dub Sunday. Peace.